Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest, Evo Terra, who's the founder of the Opportunistic Travelers. Uh, so we're going to find out more about uh, the website and also about uh, the couple of podcasts that Evo is running. Uh, so to start off with Evo, why don't we get to know you a little better if you want to share more about yourself. Hi, Ricky. Um, yeah, so thanks so much for having me on the program today. So my name is Evo Terra, and I am a podcaster from way back when. I am actually the 40th podcaster ever, according to a now defunct podcast alley. Um, so I've been, I've been doing podcasting since October 14th, 2004. Uh, yeah, so a long time in the podcasting space, but um, I'm probably on this show to talk more about my travels. Uh, short version is in 2015, my wife Sheila and I took off to travel the world for at least a year and never went home. I guess is a short way to, to say that. To, to document our travels around the world, we started a website called The Opportunistic Travelers which described the type of travel that we did and we can talk more about what that means in a bit. And of course there was a podcast that went along with that which is now in its fourth season and this season, the, the podcast is now called This One Time, and it is a comedy-slash-relationship-slash-advice show where we use the stories of our travels around the world to um, answer questions that our, that our listeners have. I'm also the host of the Bangkok podcast because I find myself now living full-time in Bangkok and have for the last year and a half. So I am the co-host of the Bangkok podcast, a, a long-running show which we resurrected. It's a show that's designed for expats that live here in Bangkok, and uh, it's the number one uh, English-based program uh, for podcasts in Thailand right now, which is which is great stuff. And I also produce podcasts professionally for uh, a handful of clients here and there that I uh, that I do a variety of services for. So that's me in a in a quick nutshell. Cool. Thanks for sharing, Evo. Uh, so I'm interested in, uh, firstly, to cover the opportunistic travelers. Uh, if you want to walk us through a little bit of the origin story, it's a very unique name. What does it mean to be an opportunistic traveler? And tell us a little bit about the origin story and why you started the blog. Well, you know, most people who get into travel blogging do so on purpose. Uh, that's, that wasn't us. Uh, we we made the decision to leave America and uh, took us about two weeks from concept to making the final decision that we were going to leave. We sold everything that we owned. I guess we call it our, our shared midlife crisis that my wife and I had. But we sold everything that we owned, uh, cars, property, the whole shoot and match, left our, our grown son back in Phoenix, Arizona, and, and took off. Now, the way that we did it, uh, was was interesting. We're not independently wealthy people. We didn't, you know, cash in our 401k. Uh, instead, we took the money of those items that we sold, and it was a small amount of money. It wasn't a huge amount of money at all. So we knew we just couldn't start buying round trip tickets and doing all the things, you know, hitting everywhere in the world that we wanted to. So instead, what we decided to do, and part of our impetus for leaving, is we discovered something called house sitting, where we get to go to people's homes and stay for free for weeks or in some cases months at a time. So when we left America in January of 2015, we had a one-way ticket to France and a three-week house-sitting assignment in the Brittany region of France in the far northwestern corner of the country. And that was it. We didn't have another planned uh, where we were going to go after that. 
So we let house sitting become our guide for that. We then got an assignment very quickly into Copenhagen right after that, and then we got to stay for free. A guy who's who I met on the uh, on on Facebook invited me to stay for free with him in Belgium for a while, and it was all of these opportunities that just started cropping up for us, and we realized, oh my gosh. We are traveling in an opportunistic way, not in a conniving, let's find what opportunities I can to do things, but we just kind of went where opportunity took us, and uh, it led us all over the world, 13 countries, three continents, and um, now to where we live here in, in Bangkok today. So I'm curious about uh, Bangkok. Um, you know, it's obviously one of the most uh, amazing cities in the world. I spent a few weeks there. Uh, back in my 20s, um, and obviously a lot of digital nomads and expats, they love Bangkok and Chiang Mai. Yeah. Tell, us, tell us about why you, uh, in particular, you, you chose Bangkok as your home of choice for now. Yeah, so for us, it was a simple economics uh, reason. At the, at the end of 2015, uh, we had burned through all of that money that we had sold our equipment and our sold our cars and stuff. All it was gone. We were in Australia, and we looked at the banking statements and said, wow, in about two months, we're going to be out of cash. So now what? We decided not to go back to America. Um, my wife, Sheila D, is, she has her master's degree in education. She's taught at the university level uh, as well as a, as a curriculum designer, elementary school level. So when we were looking at places as we just traveled around the world, we noticed that there were a lot of people that were, a lot of foreign teachers teaching in, in several countries, and Bangkok is, of course, a hot spot for that. So she made a few phone calls, and basically offers started coming in, saying, we need someone with your level of experience teaching here. So today, fast forward a, a year and a half later, she's now the uh, principal at a private Thai school outside of Bangkok, which is awesome. So we're, we're here because it was an easy place for, for her to, to work, and we can live uh, a great lifestyle. I mean, this is the view out of my condo that, that, that looks here. Um, and I don't have to go back to work a, in a full-time job. I just do the digital nomading thing, I guess, or more like the freelancer thing for the services I bring in. And yeah, it's my job to make sure that the housekeeper gets in, uh, that the groceries are ordered on time, and pick up dry cleaning. Note to self, pick up dry cleaning today. Got it. That's good. That's good. Uh, you yeah. know, you need to tie something around your finger. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. I got a long list of honeydews. <laughs> so, Evo, um, you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that you actually are also running a couple of podcasts. You know, it's very yeah. impressive that you can run two. I find it hard enough just to run this one podcast. Uh, so, tell us a little bit about the origin story there. When did you start your podcasts, plural, mm -hmm. and uh, why? Yep. So uh, this one time used to be called just The Opportunistic Travelers. That was the name of our travel blog and the name of our brand. But, and we started that actually before we left America. I think it started in December. And my goal when I started with The Opportunistic Travelers podcast, because I had done podcasting for you know, 11 years prior to that in all different formats, I wanted to really explore a, a different style of podcasting, more of the narrative-driven show much like was happening with the Gimlet Media Productions, uh, where instead of just two dorks and a microphone, which is the format that I've done for a number of years, um, I wanted something different. So Sheila and I would record our conversations, uh, uh, thinking about leaving, all the preparations we were making, and I would put the, assemble those together in episodes. And then as we started traveling, uh, we would walk around, 
and talk to each other or interview people on the street or just record the sounds of interesting things that were happening to us. And then I would go home uh, in, the, in the studio, and of course by studio I mean with my laptop, and would edit those things down into a five to ten minute long episode to, to showcase and share with our friends what, what we were experiencing around the world. That was a lot of fun. It was great, uh, but it was also a lot of work. It took me about seven to 12 hours to put together a five to 10 minute long episode. And it and I just wasn't spending enough time to make it of the, the higher quality that I wanted to. So I abandoned that format and just started doing what I do best, and that's tell stories um, with, a, with a comedic flair around them. So we changed the name to, to this one time to more reference the fact about it was less about traveling and more about storytelling. And today in the fourth iteration, uh, it's, a, it's an advice column. People call us with their questions about either how exactly Sheila stayed married to me for 30 years um, or what travel tips we should be giving to people. And they call them with those advice, and then we, 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 give, we give the answers to those. Well, that's not really true. Sheila gives good answers. My job is to try and make a joke out of everything, which is kind of what I do with, with, with most things uh, that, that we're doing. So, yeah, happily in our fourth season now of this one time, and, uh, and, and that one is uh, it, it's going great. But that one's really just for, for fun. Uh, the show that's more, much more of a showcase piece for me is the Bangkok podcast, which I produce with another – uh, podcaster who lives right over there is lives literally uh, 500 meters across the road from me, but we never recorded in the same room together. We always just record here because you know that's the way things work. Uh, my partner Greg has been an expat here in Bangkok uh, for 16 years. I've got a year and a half in, and our show talks about what it's like to be an expat living in Bangkok. Uh, each week we share uh, a new aspect of what that means. And we don't talk about temples, we don't talk about rooftop bars, and we don't talk about soapy massage parlors. I mean, those things get plenty of coverage as it is. We talk about, you know, what it's really like to, to, to live in Bangkok or to be a long time traveler in Bangkok or sometimes liver in Bangkok. It's a, it's a different world over here and we, we bring those perspectives. Sometimes just the two of us having a conversation of what it's like in Bangkok with a very specific topic each week. And then occasionally we bring on, we bring on guests uh, to talk about one particular uh, aspect uh, and it's, it's pretty well received. Like I said, we're the number one show right now in Thailand for, for English-based uh, language learning. We're not English-based language learning, English-based podcast, let's say that the right way. I would not recommend listening to our show if you want to learn English, because uh, you'd learn some weird Canadian accent from my partner, and nobody wants to talk like a Canadian. Come on. No. Terrible. But. Uh, by the way, I'm from Vancouver, BC, Canada, so no <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> I might have known that. I might have known that, and Greg's, all, Greg's from, uh, he's not from Vancouver, he is from somewhere in Calgary, uh, that area, so anyhow. Uh, so I'm curious about your vision going forward. Uh, so right now you're based in uh, Bangkok and us digital nomads, as expats, we're never fully permanent anywhere. Um, but I'm curious about your vision going forward. Uh, where do you see yourself? Uh, is it Bangkok? Is it somewhere else in the world in the next few months, years, and beyond? Well, we're definitely in Bangkok for at least another year um, is the plan, just because that's when Sheila's contract is, is going through and neither one of us are big on bailing on our commitments anytime before we have to. So we'll be in Bangkok for at least another year. Uh, and after that, who knows? I mean, things are going great for us right now. And much as the name 
the opportunistic travelers suggests. We're not big on long-term planning, although as we approach middle age here, we probably should be. But nonetheless, we're not. And so for now, Bangkok is a great place for us to be, and we really like it here. Will it, Do I see myself here forever? Absolutely not. We're, we're not forever type people. So we'll do another year or two or I don't know how many, and then we'll go somewhere else and travel. It's not. It's it's, it's less about the long-term vision and more about where interesting opportunities uh, lead the two of us. Sounds good. Um, so you you guys made your travel dreams come true. You sold it all in the U.S. and you you've been yep. traveling the world, living in different cities. Uh, what advice or tips would you give to someone who's maybe watching this show right now or listening to it on iTunes and they're thinking of leaving, but they just don't know where to start? Any advice you would give to that person right now? Uh, yeah, my advice would probably be not listen to my advice uh, because I am the most unrisk averse person you, you've met, and, and Sheila is much the same way. So we are big on just, just going and trying things. Um, I'm a jack of all trades. I've got a lot of skills that I bring to the equation, So and, and Sheila is much the same way, especially with her long... Uh, tradition in doing education. There, there's always need for people like us out there. So if you've got those kinds of skills like we do, just just, just make the jump, man. The world's a cool place, and there are great things happening everywhere. Just kind of follow where you want to where you want to go. Um, if that's not you, well, then you've got a different decision to make. Uh, you know, you probably need to do more planning uh, and and figure out what what the right angle for you is. So I, I think that's what sometimes makes it a fun show. You know, when I do give travel advice on, on the podcast this one time, it's always counts with that idea of humor around that one. These, this is probably not advice you want to take seriously. Listen to Sheila. She has good practical advice. Uh, me, I'm probably going to send you down the wrong, the wrong path, but, but it'll be a fun path. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, I love that the practicality and then kind of like the the idealist. Um, yeah. You know, um, when you see on social media, you typically see the good stuff from us travelers and us digital nomads. There are also right. a lot of struggles, and I'm sure you face them. You mentioned you're running out of money at one point, and uh, obviously the stress on the road, cultural differences, language differences, Wi-Fi. Uh, tell us about some of your biggest challenges and difficulties while being an expat in Bangkok. Well, I got to tell you, being in Bangkok as an expat, as long as you understand the concept of tightness, uh, it's a pretty easy place to to be. I mean, because we're not long time, long term travelers, because we have a condo, because we have you know work permits for my wife, and I've got a Thai driver's license, we're pretty assimilated into the culture. And Bangkok is a fantastic place to expat and travel to because people oftentimes worry about, well, what happens if I get sick on the road? especially us, you know, we're, we're both in our late 40s, and so at some point in time you're going to get sick on the road. Bangkok's got an amazing health system here, and it's super cheap to, to get extremely high-quality uh, health care here. So this is a pretty easy place to travel. It's, it's, it's not always that way. You know, if you're going to hang out in the, in the jungles of Cambodia uh, for two months living in a tent, you're going to have different levels of, uh, of challenges. So for us, we, we have... People ask me all the time, what's been the most um, uh, uh, difficult thing to, to get through when you've been traveling? And, and I struggle with that answer because we really haven't found it to be difficult. I haven't really found the world to be an extremely alien place. People tend to be people wherever that you go. Uh, there are some people that are more advantaged than others. Uh, there are certainly different cultures that you need to be aware of and, and understanding about. But, you know, 
every, every place we've been, everybody's got a television. Maybe they sit on the floor and watch that television because their country's not big on couches, but you know, everybody's got cars. I look, at, I look out my window and I see nothing but bright, shiny cars on the Sapontoxine freeway over here. Uh, yeah, you see rickshaws and other weird things that you wouldn't see around the, the world. And sidewalks in Bangkok are terrible, and the moto taxis will run you over on them. But you know, other than those little weird quirks that you could say about any city back in America, world's actually, based on my limited exposure to it, um, to lots of different places, pretty pretty open, warm, and, and inviting. I didn't say out of war zones, obviously, but barring that, go, travel. It's, it's actually pretty easy. Yeah, you know, it's uh, easier than you think, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, things are more similar than you think, too, except for the language barriers and some sure. cultural barriers, etc. cetera. Um, yeah. So to end off here, Evo, curious to know about uh, how people can reach you. you. We've mentioned the Opportunity Travelers, your, your uh, couple of podcasts. So what are the different sites and ways by which people can connect with you? Well, there's a lot of ways you can reach me. Um, probably the easiest way is search on my name, Evo Terra. The entire first four or five pages is all is all me. But uh, uh, you can go to, to shivo.wtf. That's the website that Sheila and I started our travels on, and that will get you to um, our website. Uh, if you want to listen to the Bangkok podcast, surprise, surprise, it's at bangkokpodcast.com. Um, and if you're interested in any... Uh, podcast uh, strategy work. I, I do a lot of that as well at podcastlaunch.pro and probably 19 other websites that I still have to maintain all the time because once you're connected to the world like me that you really you really can't unconnect from the world. But uh, search for me. I'm on every social media platform that you're on. The whole I'm, I'm there. I'm, I am the easiest guy in the world to find, which isn't always a great thing, but nonetheless, it is. it is a thing. <laughs> uh, I'm curious about your name as well. Uh, you know, Evo Terra, you mentioned you're all over Google and all over the social yeah. media. Uh, tell us a little bit about the origin of the name. What does it mean and why did your parents name you that? So, so Evo, Evo means um, epoch, or long time is what, what it means, right? So it's an Evo. It's a, it's a very, very long time. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm an American, so who knows what the what the entire origin story of uh, that is but it's but it's fortunate to have the name Evo Terra because I can own all the pages on Google because you're not going to find somebody else with that name smart decision <laughs> you got to thank mom and dad for that one uh, Evo Terra uh, so um, uh, definitely connect with Evo uh, you know he has a whole bunch of different uh, sites he said he has like 15 or 20 of them uh, but I'll have the links to the main ones below uh, so you can actually just click through on YouTube or on iTunes. Uh, so, I, uh, Evo, uh, thanks again for uh, coming on to the show live from Bangkok. It was great having you on the show. Great to connect. Thanks, Ricky. Cheers. And thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode. Uh, you know, make sure you connect with uh, Evo and his podcast. Leave him a rating and review. Subscribe to him on iTunes. Uh, and, and same goes with us. If you leave us a rating and review, that helps us out a lot. We love uh, supporting other podcasters. So, and it definitely helps us uh, to get up the rankings and inspiring more people to travel. We also, on Facebook, we have an active Facebook group called Digital Nomad Mastery. Uh, we can connect with other travelers, other expats, other digital nomads, other podcasters, other videocasters, et cetera. Um, so thanks everyone for tuning into this episode uh, where we interviewed Evo Terra about the opportunistic travelers, about his podcast and about his life as a digital nomad over there in Bangkok, Thailand and in Southeast Asia. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning into this episode. We'll catch you in the next episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. <laughs>